0: The exact figure, before I even get into this, is $13,249,924. That's the cap space remaining, believe it or not. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. We are approaching, and I mean fast, the start of training camp in Latrobe. In 10 days, your favorite football team will officially take to Chuck Knoll Field at St. Vincent College, and it'll be real. But it might not be done. Not the camp, the roster, and not the cuts. But the additions, when you're talking about that much cap space, well, hang on a second. The first thing I have to do is put that into some perspective. On one hand, yes, it's a lot of cap space. To the best of my ability to decipher this sort of thing, the Steelers are at minimum top 10 in the NFL right now for most cap space. And there's a possibility, depending on the measurements you use, that they're as high as seventh in having the most cap space. Again, lots of money. On the other hand, when you hear 13 million and you think to yourself, that's enough to get anybody, it's not all that simple. For one, there is still Joey Porter Jr. to sign. That's going to knock off another million or so. And there's always that extra money that walking around money is what I believe the politicians call it. It's around $5 million that Kevin Colbert used to say for years, he, he just likes to have it there on the side. Never know when you might need it. Maybe it was Ben Roethlisberger insurance or something like that, but he always liked to have just that $5 million in space. And Bearing in mind that Omar Khan was the cap guy under Colbert, stands to reason that Omar was advising him to do that, so Omar would do it himself. But still, I went from a starting point of 13, knocked off one for Joey Jr., set five aside, I'm still at around seven. And if you're thinking what I'm thinking, okay, the first thing you do is you look at the free agency lists, see what's there. Well, I did that, and what I found was a whole bunch of running backs, seemingly every running back in the league is still on that list. I'm joking, but if Dalvin Cook's on there, which he is, it might as well be everyone. I found a whole lot of edge rushers, all of them older, and probably not really all that able to rush the edge anymore. I found more older guys, still more older guys. I found a 36-year-old, the Damakong Su. And, well, I'm going to answer your question here that you're asking throughout, which is, are there any inside linebackers? And there are. But they all kind of fall into that Quan Alexander category, which is Quan Alexander was already here in Pittsburgh for a visit. Steelers checked him out and said, no thanks. Presumably because of a physical issue. So that's it. Call it a day, right? Forget it. Get him next year. Stow the money in the uh, other pocket or something. Well, no. No. Because things do become fluid Once camps get going, once other teams lose key players to injury, once your team loses a key player to injury, I know not anything that anybody would want to hear about right now, but it does kind of happen. You start seeing needs change. You start seeing teams need to create more cap space than what they currently have in order to pick up somebody at the position that they just lost. And heaven forbid anyone anywhere loses a starting quarterback. That's when all of your cap construction goes kablooey. So, what's most likely out of this, as I see it, is that Omar's got to bear in mind that he's still got to sign Alex Highsmith to an extension. I've said repeatedly that I have no doubt that'll happen and that it'll happen before the coming NFL season. From there, Just, you know, hang on, look around, place some feelers. Believe it or not, trades do happen, actually more than ever, in the NFL. See who's got an ILB out there that might be their number three, but that would be number two or even number one here. But spend it. Find a way to spend it. I don't want to get into the habit of attaching this window to everything that's related to the 2023 NFL season in Pittsburgh. But Cam Hayward isn't getting a whole lot younger. It might not seem like it. It definitely doesn't look like it on Sundays. But he is. And as long as you have him around, you owe not only him, but all of this other team's outstanding older players, TJ Watt. Minka's not really older, but Minka's an outstanding player. I'm just going to throw him in anyway, Minka Fitzpatrick. You have a chance to do something, I think. But what you don't want to be doing is getting halfway through and saying, man, if only we had to dot, 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 dot. Omar's going to spend it. You watch. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Antonio, who says, DK, the Steelers have some positional battles to keep an eye on in the trope. But what matchups, offense versus defense, are you most excited to see in camp? I know Mike Tomlin loves his backs on backers, but I personally want to see these new corners against this receiving core. And not just the rookies, but how about Deontay Johnson versus Patrick Peterson? Yeah, there's good stuff. And most of it, is going to be wide receivers versus DBs. I don't believe that it's going to be Deontay versus Pat Pete, though. I do believe you're going to see Tomlin, because he loves to do this too, have Deontay go against one of those kids, probably Joey Porter Jr., where he says, listen, this is the hardest guy to cover in the NFL. And Deontay, for all his other flaws, is that he's a tremendous route runner and he gets open. And in addition to that, Pat Pete was doing a lot of the work inside. And Pat Pete's going to have his own hands full in trying to chase a little rabbit called Calvin Austin III mm-hmm. all over the grass. But I, I want to go somewhere else. And anybody who knows me knows I'm going to go to the O line before anything else, but you got a first round pick in the fold. Antonio, you've got a first round pick in the fold. Broderick Jones is in camp as a number 14 overall pick at left tackle, battling, I believe legitimately for a starting job with Dan Moore, and either of those two, Jones or Moore, is going against the guy who's trying to get paid. How do you top that? Highsmith is trying to get the deal of his life. He's not going to have another contract that's going to be anything close to what he's about to sign. And if he has an opportunity to influence, even in the tiniest bit, the people observing these sessions and remind them, this is why you need this guy. I'm not just Robin to TJ's Batman, although Tomlin loves to use that line, too, just to poke him. I'm more than that. I'm capable of of getting to the quarterback, getting to the backfield, creating splash plays with or without number 90 on the field. And I'm going to do that in this setting against these two guys, these two young guys who are fighting to start in games one and two against Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. That is good, good stuff. Add into that, add into that, that Highsmith is a very, very, very good training camp player. He has been that in the past. Don't snicker at that. It means something. It means you're out there performing and giving everything you've got in a setting that a normal veteran might just say, man, I just got to get through this thing without getting hurt. It's the Vince Williams approach. Vinny was a terror on Chuck Knoll Field. Guys were afraid to turn their backs on it. A job can be won on one side and the massive mega million contract can be enhanced on the other. I appreciate the question, Antonio. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.